BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Thursday. Welcome to the back latter half of the week. It is exciting to be here. It is humbling to be here. And it's really even more humbling to be here with my sister, my co-host, my best friend, Jackie. Hey, Jax, how you doing? Me? Me. May. I'm doing good after that introduction. My day is made. And I'm just feeling so grateful. And I mean, the question on everyone's lips, no one cares about me today. Everyone wants to know about Funny Girl. Please tell us about your evening. They also, I thought you were going to say they want to know about the queen. You know, we have developing news this morning. I led with the positive. Like, I'm a good news first kind of person. Yeah. Um, It really is hard to do any other stories other than Queenie. Yeah. But let's start with the good news yes. of the day, which is that Claudia saw Funny Girl last night, Leah Michelle's second night performing as Fanny Bryce at the August Wilson Theater, mm-hmm. and she has come with a full report for us. So, like, there are really no words. First of all, you know, I don't think anyone was questioning whether she was going to kill the singing. She's such an amazing singer. Those are such hard songs to sing, especially the ones that we know. Like, Don't Rain On My Parade is a very big song. You have to be an extremely, like, wide range. Like me, you know, I can sing Only that song. the best singers can sing it. It's true, though. It's like, a, it's like a Star Spangled Banner type. It's a very difficult song to sing. Not anyone yeah. with a good voice can sing it. Um, and the singing was so spectacular. It was so moving. Like, it was incredible. But I think a lot of where people were concerned or like, you know, just anticipating to see how Leah played Fanny because, and by the way, I had never seen Funny Girl, the movie or the show. I honestly wasn't even sure what the plot was. I had like a vague idea, like she wanted to be famous, relatable. She wants to be a star. Yeah, like relatable. (laughs) Um, But I didn't really know like what Fanny was like. And Fanny is like this ball, she's a lunatic, like She's fucking crazy, singing, dancing, you know, very physical. She's very, very funny. Obviously, the show is about her. She's a funny girl. Um, And so, you know, prior to seeing the show last night, would I have considered Leah Michelle to be a particularly funny person or a particularly comedic actress? No. But I was so impressed with how fucking funny she was. Like, it was not real. When I tell you I was cackling, like, every five minutes, which... I don't really like laugh at Broadway shows. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm, a, I'm not an easy person to make laugh. Like some people can laugh at anything. I am not one of those people. She was so funny, hysterical, like her physical comedy, the way she delivered her lines. Like the show I think was an hour long because people were just laughing so much. Like, and they would wait for the, pl- the laughs to stop before continuing on to the next line. Everyone was great. But Leah, like the way I have a whole new respect for her 
outside of her musical singing voice is just not what I expected. Like she was from the minute she started, she was so fucking funny, like just hysterical. There were so many moments. Also, the woman who plays her mom, Tova Feldsha. Oh my God. She was incredible. Like I was cackling from her. And I mean, I guess if I had sat down and thought about it, I would have come to the realization, like it's an extremely Jewish show. Um, but I just, it did like the thought never crossed my mind. It's just like, oh, Barbara's Jewish. But like, there's all about her neighborhood in Brooklyn. So much of the humor. They were like using Yiddish words like Hamish. Like it, is that a Yiddish word? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, it was so like steeped in our culture that it was so enjoyable. Um, it was incredible. The guy who played Mr. Arnstein is so hot. I just like wasn't expecting like such a hot piece of ass to walk onto stage and there was a scene without his shirt on. So it was funny because when you looked around the audience, like it was literally Jewish girls and gay guys. And honestly, after seeing the show, that makes complete sense. And first of all, like I know if I walk into a room full of young Jewish women, like it's literally a room of toasters, you know? Yeah. What I didn't expect was how many gay male toasters we have. Like it was overwhelming to say the least to meet so many. And like that just made me feel so good. Like, yes, like, I feel like, you know, gays have a really high bar, especially when it comes to podcasting and for them to enjoy this show. Like there's really like there's no greater honor, Jackie. Like I really thought we had like and because I could see it when I go to my shows, there's like, you know, one or two gay male toasters. Um, But we are like I think we're huge in the gay community. Like that's what I learned in addition to all the other things I learned last night, not to make everything about us, but I just thought that was really interesting. Oh, I love that for us. So it was a very toasty crowd you're saying? Oh, beyond. And so I was really like waiting for so many celebs to show up, but I guess like the ones- You were the celeb. No, literally. It was Podcasters (laughs) Anonymous because the only other famous person I saw was Bowen Yang, who also has a podcast and he was there with his podcast host. So um, it was Podcasters Night Out, P-N-O. And honestly, it was probably better than the first night. I think it was really CNO, Comedians Night Out. I would say that Bowen Yang is a comedian before he's a podcaster. Well, well, he has a really, really like strong following on his podcast, Las Culturistas. They hosted an award show, like how we're literally always saying we want to do that. They did the Culturistas Awards. How long have they been doing it for? I don't know, but I had seen them like popping up on my peripheral podcast radar for a little while now. And I think they're extremely popular. That's awesome. Yeah, so it was it was a good night for podcasters. Podcasters in the wild. Podcasters in the wild. Jackie was so good. I need you to see it. Like, but I, I have to be, you know, also honest. And and it's important that before I say this, like I also say, like, I don't love Broadway shows. I, that's just what I was gonna ask you. So I don't love Broadway shows. I just find them to be kind of torturous. Like there's lines for the bathroom, line for basic human needs. Like you got to pee? Sorry, you have to wait 45 minutes. You need a water? Sorry, you got to wait 45 minutes. Sweating? Too bad. The theater's hot. Like there's just a lot of things about the Broadway experience that I don't particularly like. And, you know, it's never going to be my first, second, third, fourth, or fifth option for a night out. It's just not. Um, So having said that, while I did enjoy the show immensely, like there was that element of like I'd literally rather be anywhere else. Um... Especially because the second act was slow. It was slow and it was about 30 minutes too long. The show, I think, is in total like three hours. And that's just like a little long for me. Yeah, I was going to ask you if you got a little bored at any point. Just because like Broadway shows are long. Yeah. And you're still you. I was yawning like towards the end. But then like, so literally like the whole time you're waiting for Don't Read On My Parade. And then at the scene before, I literally had like chills at the, and I literally cried like not to be a weenie. Um, 
I cried twice when she the first song when she was like, I am the greatest star. Like it was so Leah. It was so Fanny. Like it was so Rachel Berry. It was just too much. And then um, right before intermission is Don't Rain On My Parade. And she comes out in this red outfit and she's at the train station. So everyone knows because in the movie, like she's on the boat, you know, she misses the train, whatever. Um, so you like know it's coming and the anticipation. It's like it's too much. And she does, does Don't Rain On My Parade and it's spectacular. Just spectacular. But before that, there's like another less popular verse of Don't Rain On My Parade with then American Beauty knows. And so she does that little quick verse before the intermission. Then she does Don't Rain On My Parade in full before the intermission. And then in the last scene, she does that original verse again with 10 American Beauty toes. And it's so like full circle. Like you just have chills. Like the song is threaded throughout the whole show. And it was just spectacular. Like it, First of all, I don't know how everyone there on the stage like, wasn't dying. It was three hours of just nonstop. And that's Broadway. I think Broadway is literally one of the most difficult jobs ever. Like it's just endless hours of singing, dancing, sweating, moving, remembering your lines. So it was really, um, I was in awe of everyone and everyone was incredible. And I really was just kept thinking, like I could not imagine Beanie Feldstein doing this job. Um, I also really could not imagine Jane Lynch as the mom. I don't know if Jane Lynch is Jewish. I didn't realize Jewish. that Tova took over for Jane. Yeah, and I don't know if Jane Lynch is Jewish, um, but you need, like, Tova Afelcha, who's clearly Jewish, I don't even need to look it up, she ha really had that, like, old Jewish mom, what are you kibitzing for? Like, I yeah. just can't see, and the accent, the accent, I'm really rigid about accents, especially if it's, like, one of my people, like, I'm gonna think it's fake, but Leah really nailed the, like, Brooklyn, it was Jewish accent, it was really, really good, and her mom was so fucking funny and her mom is like this gaggle of ladies which are just like classic ladies like just bragging about the fact that their daughter's married it was just it was spectacular like if you have a chance to go see Leah see it it's really it's a once in a lifetime experience like I was really like really in the moment feeling like very honored and privileged to have gotten the tickets like it was it was a fabulous night out in New York. And then we walked out of the theater. Me and Ben walked to 8th Avenue, got a cab. It was like so New York. This lady chain smoking cigarettes started a fight with Ben. And Ben is like, okay, so what happened was we got to the corner and Ben stuck his arm out for a cab. And we didn't see that there was a woman like standing right behind Ben. So she was waiting for a cab with like a cigarette hanging out of her mouth. I don't know why that's an important detail. I just need you to know what type of woman she was. She yeah. was like, she had a smoker's voice and she was just fucking nasty. And she's like, excuse me. And Ben's like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't see you. Like, we would never steal a cab, from, especially from an older woman. Like, we just, we genuinely did not see her. And it was just a true accident. And she's, like, going, have some etiquette, like, screaming at us. And Ben is going back and forth with her. I'm like, Ben, this woman is obviously mentally ill. Like, why are you fighting with an old lady in the street? And I'm saying this in front of the woman. I'm like, Ben, this woman is clearly unwell. Like, what are you starting a fight with her for? And I'm just, like, I'm unintentionally gassing her up, too. Yeah. And then two cabs came, and it was honestly just, like, a perfect night in New York. That's so beautiful. I'm so happy for you. Incredible. Incredible. Five stars, five keys. You know who else I'm happy for? The cast and crew of the show who haven't changed since the original show. And now like there's this whole new excitement fanfare. and fanfare joie de vivre for everyone who's coming. I'm sure the people on stage, it's like a whole new show mm -hmm. and it's like a whole new, they're taking on a whole new life with it. So I'm excited for them. No, there was like a palpable energy. Like the second they made the announcement about phones and then like the composer like stuck her head out and did this like little introduction music, um, 
there was an electricity in the room that like you really can't you have to be there to describe it w- I was like screaming I was like I'm oh, at everyone's screaming I'm like ah! like it was it was a lot like it was a lot of energy um and of course like we were quaking because in the first act she's you know flirting with Mr. Arnstein and she says she's like I don't read a lot of books and the audience erupted and I had heard that that happened the first night the second night it Jackie they it, it was literally like a 45 second delay like people were just at first it was like a slow cackle and then everyone started to Brian was like why are people laughing I'm like because she can't read and like it was like this slow rumble and Mr. Arnstein was supposed to say something and like he literally couldn't because people were cackling um and what was so great about it is like it's really like a, co- a comedic show it's like it's you think you when you think of funny girl you think of the music but it's really like all about comedic timing and the way that like the audience played a part in adding to the jokes a little bit like it was I don't feel like there'll ever be um, a show where they do it the exact same because there was just like it was literally like a live comedy show yeah it was crazy it was so good like me and Margot and Ben and Brian like we were dying would you see it again I would, but I would leave after the first act. Okay. Only because, like, I literally got home. At, when I woke up today, I felt like I ran the marathon. I'm like, oh, my God, it's Saturday. Thank God. And then my alarm went off. I was like, what? It was it was exhausting, like, literally. Yeah. Imagine how she feels. No, I know. I can, And she did a matinee that day also. The, uh, Wednesdays, there's a 2 o'clock and an 8 o'clock. And she had done one the night before. I'm telling you, like, people who are on Broadway have my utmost respect. It is the hardest job. I just really hope that we can find a way for her to qualify for the Tony because what you told me is not right. So um, somebody did let me know that uh, recently the Tony's made a small amendment that like a replacement, there's like maybe another category where like a replacement can be eligible. Okay. So it, the, all hope is not lost. Okay. That's good to And hear. she beyond deserves it. Like she didn't crack once. You know, it's a new show. So like, it's not a new show, but it's a new, they've changed a lot of things with Leah. Um, so, like, there were a couple fuck-ups. Like, this one guy, he had, like, it was, like, this American... The thing is, is, like, it's a show about a show because she's the star and she becomes Zigfield's girl. And so they show, like, the shows that she's acting in in the show. Yeah. And so one of them was, like, this um, American theme. There was, like, all these girlies dressed as, like, soldiers. It was so cute. And, like, these two guys were doing, like, this drill dance with, like, these drill guns. And this guy just, like, fucked the whole thing up. But it's like, I think it's because it's like the arrangements are kind of new. They changed some things with Leah. So it was by no means like completely void of any error, but she was. And that was just crazy to see. Wow. So good. And now I really want to watch the movie. Oh, good. Because it's like, it's like a girl from New York desperate to get famous. Like, biography. <laughs> biography. You should watch the movie and report back. I'm going to. And I'm, I'm glad that my first time seeing it with Leah, was with Leah because, like, it needed to happen And that she'll way. always be Fanny to you. Like, she is Barbara my will be to you what Leah is to other people. Like, the secondary Fanny. A hundred percent. It's the same way where, like, Lady Gaga is to me what Barbara Streisand is to other people from A Star is Born. It's just, yeah. like, generational. Oh, my God. Speaking of A Star is Born, it's really so crazy. I read Priscilla Presley's book, and, like, Elvis was supposed to play Norman Maine opposite Barbara and who ended up playing him like Chris Christopherson I don't know I think hold on let me just google that I don't know why that name just came to mind I actually think I watched that one after the Lady Gaga one I went like on a rabbit hole rabbit hole I watched the Judy Garland one which was so cute 
And I think I, no, I started the Barber one and I couldn't get past like the first 10 minutes. No offense. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is Chris Christopherson. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Uh, not that I know who that is even. I, I would mean- love to know though, like what Barbara thinks of Leah Michelle. Cause you know, there are so many people like just say that Barbara hates Leah Michelle. Um, and that's possible, but um, I don't know how Barbara can't respect talent, like for real. I feel like it's probably a mutually respectful relationship, but a little adversarial because it's like you never are going to love someone who everyone is saying is the new you. That's always going to sting a little bit. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I feel like Barbara's like a gracious aging queen, no? Yeah, but still, it's like, I think that just stings. Like, imagine if there was like a new podcast doing what we do and everyone's like, they're the new Jackie and Claudia. I'd be like, uh. Death to them. (laughs) Are people saying that about someone? No, I've never heard that before. But I'm sure, like, I mean, if there's a podcast that can do what we do, welcome. Yeah, no, that's the thing about being in a league of your own. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think it stings. No, for sure. Um, in the Vogue article, they were like sneakily like trying to ask if she heard from, you know, any fat past fannies, oh. which obviously includes Beanie as well, because we're all just beyond curious. Um, and she was like, yeah, I've heard from some like she didn't like give us anything. Yeah. Wow. It's but literally you know, there was a Barbara Streisand tribute a bunch of years ago. And Lee Michelle did a gorgeous rendition of my man. Um, and Barbara seemed to be enjoying it on the telecast. I go back and watch the performance like once a year. I'm sure she was. I'm just sure there's just like a little something. Like, yeah, a little nefariousness. Yeah. How could there not be? Human nature. Plus, they're both like diva stars. So it's not just like two ordinary people who are being compared to each other. It's like the ego, the pride. Okay, two things. One, going off of what you just said, it's very clear to me because I've now just been consumed by Leah Michelle content of her at the stage door, you know, interviews, things like that. It's very clear that she's been extremely humbled and like that diva energy she had, um, she has gotten rid of completely. Like even when she was doing her bows, she like did not want to bow alone. She was blowing kisses to everyone. She was bringing everyone up with her. Like she's, I don't think it's an act. I think she was like severely humbled by her scandal and like being called out for being like a menace to work with. Um, So you love to see that. And there are rumors, rumors. So there's no verification. There are rumors that um, on the first night, and I don't know if this is something they're going to do every night, but at least they did on the first night. There was an empty chair in the um, audience for Corey Monteith because in Glee, um, she, spoiler alert, gets cast as... um, Fanny Bryce and it's after Finn has passed and they leave a seat empty for him oh my god I have chills no I know I know I'm like gonna cry so I that's just what like a lot of like the fandom is saying on TikTok there's absolutely no verification if that's true but people did report seeing an empty seat next to Jonathan Groff where like he would have been sitting um I'm literally gonna cry um so I don't know if that's true but that's really sweet I know. I hope it's true. Like, even real. if it's not true, I just think you know the the folklore it of it. It's nice. The folklore of it, yes, yes. Um, so that's my review. You absolutely have to see it if you have the opportunity. People were flying in from all over. Like, it was literally like the place to be. They should do Funny Girl Live for Christmas. <gasps> Free idea. Totally more because people need yeah need to see it or it's like a Dear Evan Hansen thing where they make it into a movie they'll do a remake of the movie oh they could do that they could do that but that takes like so much more 
time, energy, resources, yeah. as opposed to like give us a live soundstage, have the cast do their thing. Obviously, you have to change it a little bit, but um, that can be nice. We haven't heard what the Christmas live movie is going to be, have we? No. And we're getting close. I feel like this time last year, we were already hyped for Annie Live. Oh. I miss, I miss Annie that Live. Time. Can I tell you that? It's a hard um, knock life. It is a hard knock life. Can I tell you? Oh, that last night before I was, get, when I, while I was getting ready, I was doing an Instagram live because I like was so antsy. I was like, I need to do something. I'm literally just sitting here waiting to go. And the way that the toasters were playing with me last night. Okay, so I got up and left the, the live for like a second and they like came up with a plan in the comments to when I got back, be like, bestie, check Instagram, Lee Michelle has COVID. How fucking mean is that? And then they also came up with a plan because the show was every night at seven o'clock, but on Wednesdays is that it's at eight o'clock because there's a matinee. So she does a two o'clock and then an eight o'clock. And everyone was like, Claudia, you're going to be late at six 30. The show's at seven. I'm like, wait, what? They're like, yeah, it's at seven. And like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, F-. and Ben was one who told me eight. So I had reason to doubt. It's not like I checked it myself. Oh my God. They were just like fucking playing with me on Instagram live. It was not fucking cool. Those are some funny pranks though. Yeah, no, that was really good. That's I, pretty I, could, well, I could respect the nature. Pretty of the well thought out. 100%. I saw that you were live. I was FaceTime with Olivia and then I was going to join your live and you were wrapping up. I, I, I think I was the last comment. I said, hey. Oh, you want to hear the craziest thing? What? Do you know who joined my live? Who? Samuel L. Jackson. He's followed me on Instagram for years. It's just like a fun fact about me. Um, Did and you- it literally said Samuel L. Jackson has joined. He might have just like joined by accident and then swiped away. But I was talking to him for the next 10 minutes. I'm like, Sam, what do you think oh, well, about this? I was going to say, did you call Early him out? Iron. Also, that happens. I sometimes join someone's live and immediately leave because like the live comes up at the first story. Mm-hmm. Or they used to send you push notifications when someone would go live. So like mm-hmm. if you happen to click the notification, all of a sudden you're in. Uh, but it doesn't mean that you're there. In. In. Yeah. So that was just like a weird time for me. Well, that sounds lit. I'm so it happy was. for you. Me too. And how was your night? My night was lovely. Thank you. Very quiet. I've been reading a book, uh, historical fiction, Back to My Roots. I think it's called The Secret Life of Violet Schuyler. It's Beatrice Williams, who's like a Kristen Hanna, like a girly, hard, the premier historical, historical fiction, fiction author. But I've never read one of her solo books. I read a book that she co-authored with two other authors, not my favorite. Um, but this one is really, really good. So I'm really oh, good. enjoying it. Yeah. But um, I've just been like eating healthy. You know when you feel like crap the first few days when you're eating healthy? Because you're like, where's all my carbs? Where's the sugar? Where's the energy? Yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, you know, focused on that. Easing into it. Easing into it. But eating really healthy. I've been cooking a lot. Good. So that's what's new with me. So exciting. So exciting. And you're looking so cute today. Ready to deliver the stories that will tug at the heartstrings. They will. Um, I don't know why I just opened my jacket like that. I'm sure I'm not going to like what I'm not going to like what I see. That was weird. That's like something like people who like flash people on the subway. No, 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 no not that. Because you were talking about my outfit. So I was like, no, giving, you look great. I was giving a peek of my outfit. But like, there's a reason why the jacket's covering. Like, Where's that jacket from? Good American. Did you copy me because I've had it for a year? No, I didn't. I just placed a big order at Good American and this is so plenty and so my style. I also placed like an enormous order at Good American and it's just been saving me. Like every time I need something, I'm like, oh my God, wait, that order from Good American. True. And this little dress underneath is also Good American. I am Good American. wearing a seamla. Um, you can't see wow. from your angle, but everyone else can see. Um, Good American, like is fabulous so fabulous always doing 
new and better things. I feel like anytime I have a style idea in mind, it's like, oh, I want a romper that looks like this or like a bodysuit that looks like that or a tank top, whatever. It's at Good American. Yeah. And they also just like, I really cannot stress enough, like how much I love their, the way their sizing is. Like, yeah, the obviously like the range of it, but also it's not like small, medium, large. Like they created their own sizing and it's just, it's divine. Yeah. Do you get the matching pants to this jacket? No, I'm not a corduroy pant girl. I know I did it. They don't fit yet, <laughs> but I feel like when they do, it'll it's be, cute. Gonna be really cute. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I saw the pants and I said, no, thank you. Yeah, no, I, I, I hope that I could be that girl. Maybe I won't be, but it's worth that's a shot. The thing, that's the thing with online shopping is that you sometimes forget who you are um, and you're like, yeah, like I could wear these low rise khakis. No, I really don't. Like, I feel like I'm always getting, I know what oh, my, I, I know my silhouette. Like I know what cuts work for me. Like I'll never be someone who wears a V-neck. That's just something weird about me. Um, a lot. I, I know what works for me, but sometimes I'm like, maybe that could be my new thing if I just expand my mind. What if I just tried this new thing? What if I just... Speaking... No, not speaking of. Before we dive into the Fast Five, Jackie and I released a video episode and an audio episode. Uh, we recorded both for the Patreon. We, a couple weeks ago, no, maybe a couple months ago, we did a Patreon episode that people loved where we were just testing our general history knowledge because some, one of us is smart and one of us is not. And it led us down this path because we wanted to do a similar episode. And Jackie had the great idea to see if we could pass the American immigration test. You know, when you want to become a citizen, you have to learn about American history. And it's like low-key kind of a hard test. So we took the test. We did like these mock tests um, and it was the funniest episode. And if you want to find out if Colleen Hoover wrote the Declaration of Independence, head to patreon.com slash the morning toast. If you want to watch it as a vlog episode, you can. If you want to watch it as a podcast episode, listen to it as a podcast episode. We released both for you guys. And it was just really like a really great time. It really was. It's such a great episode. And I think that if you are studying for your citizenship test, I don't think it's not helpful. Agreed. I think there's a lot to be learned in there. Like some funny jokes that will help you remember the right. answers. Right, right. Like Ben Franklin and his little glasses. Like what does Ben Franklin remember for? Now do you remember, do you remember like one thing that he was remembering? Yes. Being a writer girl. <laughs> what did we, he, it was, what did he write? Do you even know? I don't remember either. Hmm. Okay. But here's another one. Uh, what was it? Name one of the people who wrote the decoration. No, no, not wrote. Federalist Papers. Name one of the people. John Jay. Publius. <laughs> Publius. Also, I finally found out who we were fighting in World War II besides Germany. Who were we fighting in World War II? Germany, Japan, and Italy. Which, honestly, if you had given me a thousand guesses, I never would have chose those three. Like, Japan and Italy, like feel like just, no, Italy specifically feels like so irrelevant to world history. Okay, but just think about Mussolini. Nefarious. No, for sure, for sure. Nefarious, we fought him. So if you want to learn, giggle, and hang out with your girly girls, patreon.com slash the morning toast. Yeah, it was really good stuff. So now, without further ado, do, 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 and yes, Brew is feeling so much better. Thank you, everyone, for, oh, his, thank God. for the well wishes. It meant a lot to him. He took it easy yesterday, a lot of time with heating pad. I made him a couple... Bowls of soup and crackers, and he's doing much better. Thank you. Thank you. So now, without further ado, here are the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. Today's episode is brought to you 
by Visa. Do you ever dream of starting something game-changing? Well, Visa can help make it happen. Maybe it's creating and selling your own customized sneakers for cats, or transforming <laughs> your dorm into a plushy pop-up shop, or finally going mainstream with your streaming side hustle, uh, or starting a world premiere morning show. Podcast network. Or- sparkling cocktail beverage whatever right um well that's why you've got to check out visa whatever you're bold enough to try visa has the power to help bring your game-changing ideas to life visa anyone can change the game today's episode is also brought to you by fashion pass we know so many toasters already know about and love fashion pass because it is the it is truly the seniest clothing rental service where you're getting unlimited rentals for one flat price the best part of fashion pass when you compare it to other rental services is like the clothes That's literally all that matters is the clothes. And sometimes on these sites, all you're getting is grandma clothing. Grandma ugly clothing that was in style 45 years ago. But with Fashion Pass, they have stuff on their website that is literally on sale right now at some of your favorite websites. They carry sickening brands like For Love and Lemons, Free People, Show Me Your Moo Moo. Oh, my shirt is from Show Me Your Moo Moo. We've been talking about Moo Moo a lot recently. Um, And you're saving so much money on clothes because you're not buying all the time. Um where you would normally spend $200 on an outfit that you're going to wear on vacation, literally one time after you get your photo, clothing rental is so affordable and it's just so much better for everyone. So the, they have different plans. We, ha, we are on the trendsetter plan where you get to pick three clothing items and two accessories for every time you order and you can switch out your items as many times a month as you want. So you don't have to wait a certain amount of time to switch out. It couldn't be easier. And the best part is that if you want to buy something that you rent because you love it so much, you can get a huge discount anywhere between 30 and 60% off. We have a special discount code for you guys. It's fashionpass.com. Use code toast at checkout to get $40 off your first month so you can try it for just $39. That's unlimited rentals for just $39 with code toast at fashionpass.com. Thank you, Claudia. It's a pleasure doing business with you. Just stalling as much as possible. I know. Um, Dragging your feet. Because I don't want to report the first story, which is that Queen Elizabeth is under medical supervision as doctors are concerned for her health, the palace says. Queen Elizabeth's health is causing concern for her doctors, Buckingham Palace said in a statement on Thursday. Quote, following further evaluation this morning, the Queen's doctors are concerned for Her Majesty's health and have recommended she remain under medical supervision. The Queen remains comfortable and at Balmoral. Their Royal Highnesses, the Prince of Wales and the Duchess of Cornwall, have traveled to Balmoral, Buckingham Palace said, adding that Prince William is also making his way to Balmoral from his home in Windsor. So all of the Queen's kids are going to be with her. William is on his way. Kate and her family, the kids just started, grandkids just started school yesterday, mm-hmm. so she's not going yet, which oh. I feel like if it was really serious, like the, the end, they would be there. That's true. So that gives me a little hope. I know Meghan and Harry were also in the UK and they canceled something that they had in their going to, to Balmoral to be with the Queen. So, you know, as a rational human being, I think we all need to just like, you know, come to grips with the fact that like sooner or later there will be a time where the Queen is no longer with us. Yes. Um, And every time we get one of these little health scares, you know, that impending doom just gets closer and closer. And I don't know if this is going to be the time. I pray that it's not. I think she is an invaluable world leader, an incredible monarch, um, a wonderful grandmother, grandmother, mother, and friend. And great-grandmother. And great-grandmother. But the possibility of, you know, this happening soon is, is real. Yeah. 
She's 96. So when it's a, you know, seeking medical attention, even if it's for a cut on her finger, when you're at that age, you always take it seriously. Yeah, for sure. This seems more serious, though, than in the past. I, I don't know why. Yeah, well, it's because, like, everyone dropped everything to go. And they, like, put out a statement. She's at Balmoral. But I'm holding on because right. the Grand Campers are not there. Right. And, like, Balmoral is, like, her favorite place. Yeah. It's, 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 like it's personal to her. I feel like when she's at Buckingham Palace, it's more work. But Business. that's where she goes to, you know, be with herself. But, you know, and I was thinking about this this morning, you know, of course, there will be a time when Charles succeeds and Charles in charge and then Charles in charge. <laughs> um, and then William is the successor and like, it'll be like an official changing of the guards. Prince Philip and, and the queen will no longer be here. Um, and it does make me just think about how Harry and Meghan, I think really the one and only tie they have to this family is with Queenie. Um, and that's a pretty big tie because she's the motherfucking queen. But I think after she's gone... I don't think they'll be welcome at events and stuff. Like, it's very clear him and William don't get along. And I don't think him and Charles get along. Yeah. Like, so them being in the UK and just hopping over to Balmoral, like, it's not, that won't happen no, anymore. They're going to be, like, not losing their press passes, their credentials. Right. And even though they've kind of, you know, publicly turn their back on the family, they've still, like, always been, like, kissing Queenie's ass. Like, yeah. naming the daughter Lilibet. Every time it's an interview, we were on Zoom with Gran. Like, they want everyone to know that all is good with Gran. Gran is not nefarious. Gran has never acted nefarious. It wasn't Gran who said the thing about Archie. So that is, like, their last, I Connection. think, tie to the family. But it's it's one that keeps them in the fold because she's a queen. It's yeah. not like, you know, it's not like it's Edward. No, whatever the queen says goes. Right. She's like, the, it's like the only, it's the best tie you can have. Yeah. It's very sad. It is. And you, you know, do you think you'll cry if and when? Maybe. Like there will be probably a lot of. Um, tributes. Tributes. The everything will be televised. It could happen. Yeah. It's just beyond the would be I like I even hate talking like this but you know no one lives forever mm -hmm. it will be the real end of an era yeah because she is from like the last generation of great monarchs yeah and will I don't think there will ever be a monarch who will reign as long as she has She's and be as admired and universally respected. Like, even if you're not a monarchist, like, and you live in the UK, I still think you have enormous respect for the queen. Right. So. And when you think about, like, the fact that she's been alive for 96 years, like, and all that she's. She's seen. Seen. She lived through the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. World War II. Right. Because, like, low-key, her husband had some, like, Nazi vibes, but. No, he didn't. He had some ties. Ties. No, he didn't. His family did. Okay, but he did not. No, his family did. He fought the Nazis. Oh, that was gracious of him. Yeah, he was in the after war. All his, after all his family did. He was in the war. <laughs> oh, okay, that changes things for sure. I tell you this oh every God. time, and you continue to sully his memory with this crap. <laughs> Speaking of Prince Philip, did you see that like picture from next week's episode of Game of Thrones? where Damon's hair is cut. I didn't see that his hair was cut, but I, oh, I didn't see I a saw, picture. I watched the preview though. What happens next week? 
I don't know. I don't watch the previews because I feel like they're full of spoilers. Um, but the picture of him without hair is going viral on TikTok. I mean, on Twitter. And I just feel like he's Samson. Like, I don't think I'll be attracted to him without his hair, to be completely honest. Because then he goes back to being Prince Philip. Yes. And I didn't even like look at him twice when he was Prince Philip. Yeah, me neither. But also because that was during Prince Philip's like villain era. Yeah, that's true. That's Little true. Little fuck the ballerina. boy ballerina era. Yeah. Fuck boy ballerina era. Not yeah. like I'm going to be the man my wife needs me to be era. And I'm going to be the grand. I'm going to be the great no, not, grand. Not like I'm going to be the man this country needs yeah. me to be. Yeah. Oh, you know what was cool? When I was in Turks and Caicos and we were at the airport, right when you got out of security, there was a portrait of the queen. Mm-hmm. So they're part of the Commonwealth, right? Yeah. And I was like trying to explain to Ben and Margo like what that means, but it's tough one to explain something when you don't know what it means. Totally. Um, because they, Ben was like, so like she's in charge. I'm like, no. No, it's just like a part of the Commonwealth. They like recognize her and they like have her face on the money. Yeah. And probably right? pr- probably a few other ties too. But it's like they're it's like they're one big family. They see And those each other. are some distant cousins. Right. That's what I think. But it's like okay. in that family, the cousins don't make decisions for your personal family. Right. It was just confusing because like I, that also happened to me in the airport in the British Virgin Islands, but it's like British Virgin right. Islands. So it's literally Britain. It was less for you to wrap your head around. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> and I was a two and a half flight hour flight from New York. So I'm like, it's literally like a 30 minute flight to Miami. So I'm like, how is this Britain? Right. I'm in Britain. What it's up, Gran? I'm Gran, in Britain. Hey. <laughs> Hello, brother. Gran, it's me. Let me into the castle. <laughs> <laughs> That's Harry we're, today. We're sending our best wishes to Balmoral today. We really, like, beyond. We're just making light because, you know, it's difficult for us to, to discuss. It is. And the queen is, a, is she is lightness, you know? Kapta. Mm-hmm. 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 The queen is coming. That was literally my first introduction to ASMR. <laughs> Cause she's literally like, the queen is coming. Like it's like perfection. It's like triggers on your ears. Mm-hmm. 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 The queen is coming. And then your second then, one was Julie. Julie Corky. Julie Corky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. And then my third one was Josie B ASMR, my queen. Yes, you're absolute queen. She gave me a facial before bed last night. It was so nice. You're wild. Wild. Are you ready for our next story? It was probably equally as important as this news about the queen. What is it? The Dancing with the Stars season 31 cast has been announced. Plus partners. Oh, I don't like care about the partners. No. There are people who like wait with bated breath with their t-shirts on. Like who is Glenn going to be with? There's, like, the only thing that I care about the partners is like there's always one eligible female or male pair, yes. paired with an eligible single female or male. And it's yeah. like, oh, perhaps what if they just started dating? Yeah. Okay. So first we have Selma Blair and Sasha Farber. That, I, by the way, I was just on TikTok. Selma Blair has a beauty line. That's made, it's like, um, it's made, she has uh, MS, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it's like meant to help people who have, um, who are like limited in their mobility. And it was like so different. I never saw any makeup like it before. And she was like putting on mascara with like this applicator and it looked like so good. That's awesome. Yeah, I thought it was so cool. I love Selma Blair. Yeah, it's cool that she's doing it. Honestly, this season cast, there's a lot of more traditional celebrities. Mm-hmm. Not this next person, um, 
the, Charlie, Teresa Judice and Pasha. They love reality TV stars. And I think she'll be great. I think she'll last five you know, minutes. She'll be great in the sense that like, she'll be good for the show. Going home. Yeah, yeah. no, but like they love, a, like that's a perfect casting for yes. Dancing with the Stars. Then also Gabby Windy and Val Chermkovsky. She is one of the new Bachelorettes. I think there's, oh, oh, oh. I think their season ended, not sure. <clears throat> Next, Vinny Guadagnino and Coco Iwasaki. He's going to be great, yeah. by the way. I'm surprised he hasn't done it sooner. He also has like a residency in Vegas with the Chippendale. So like he's a dancer, like he's pretty coordinated. I think he'll be great. And I think this will be great for his star. Like I think people forget about how funny and kind and like charismatic he is. Do I think they're going to love him. I think he could win. I think so too. There's a lot of really people well, who Charlie's going to win. People who but. could win. Jordan Sparks and Brandon Armstrong. Mm -hmm. Jesse James Decker and Alan Burstyn. She could win. Yeah. She could. Shangela and Gleb. <gasps> Shangela? Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I told you, this is like, a, a, so far there, I don't know how many we've done, but we're like eight for eight on real solid. And they're finally like moving into, I don't think there's ever been a drag queen on. I think that uh, this is the first time. That's huge. And Shangela's iconic. Yeah. Oh my God. Then Cheryl Ladd and Louie. She is an actress. She was from Charlie's Angels uh, back in the day. Always got to throw an old timer in there. Yes, you do. Then Jason Lewis, who is uh, Smith Jared and Peta. Wait, Peta. Peta, sorry. Um, what? Smith Jared. Well, why is he on Dancing with the Stars and like not the Sex in the City reboot? Like, that's kind of weird. I'm actually like gonna watch like not me literally being obsessed with this cast keep going uh joseph baina and daniella he's a fitness model who's the son of arnold schwarzenegger and mildred baina hmm. then trevor donovan and emma trevor donovan from 90210 you'd recognize this face anywhere who does he play he plays teddy the lgbtq character teddy montgomery I like the way you just said that. LGBT. I'm like reading, a little I'm reading. You had a little melody to it. LGBTQ character. I'm, I'm reading all of his accolades, but I'm, you would. I don't know. Yes, you do. Is. Claudia, let me zoom in further. He also is a Hallmark man these days. You know him. Oh, for sure. For sure. Blondini. Blondini. Then yeah. Daniel Durant and Britt Stewart. He's from CODA. Okay. Wayne Brady and Whitney Carson. That's going to be a really good duo. Mm -hmm. Sam Champion and Cheryl Burke. He's a weatherman. Oh, cute. Charlie D'Amelio and Mark Ballas and Heidi D'Amelio and Artem. Like Charlie D'Amelio being on, not only as a person who's like the most famous with the most followers and the most background in dancing, like it's not even fair. No, it's not fair. She's going to win, like... And then if she doesn't win, it's like, well, then the show's a rig because she has most right, fans be, and she's a really good dancer. And she should be getting the highest scores. Highest scores and highest votes. So it makes no sense. But do you want to just place your prediction for who's going to win? I actually don't think Charlie's going to win. You don't? No, it's just too obvious. And I think that, like, I don't know if her fan base watches Dancing with the Stars. I think Charlie's going to win. Even though, like, I last year you would have thought JoJo was going to win, but Iman Shumpert won. Yeah. So, okay, that's fair. I'm going to go with um, Vinny, Vinny Guadagnino. I was going to go with Vinny, too. 
And I'll be rooting for him. I love him. The first podcast I ever did was Vinny Guadagnino's before podcasting was a thing. And I was like, what is this like janky ass fake radio show? Do you th- and he introduced me to podcasting. Do you think it's easier for a man to win or a woman to win? Man, because in like traditional ballroom dancing, like the woman is the star of the dance usually. So if the woman is a pro, it's easier for you to just it's like It's easier in. for it to look good. So I think you can pass for longer as a man, but I think it's harder to dazzle. And I think like the winner needs to dazzle. So I actually, I think more often women win. I think so too. But no, that's interesting. I don't know. Sound up in the comments. Yeah. Okay, this next story is so salacious, like a little... Is it so salacious that it has to be brought to you by Third Love? Yes. So Third Love is everything of the sort. They have the number one best-selling bras that form to your body and make your boobs look your best. They have straps that don't slip. There's no pinching or digging. If you have been looking for a new bra that isn't just like a Third no, not a third, that isn't just like an extra limb. It's so tough. And it's probably because you're wearing the wrong size. And that's why you've got, got to go to Third Love because what's so great about Third Love, not only is their amazing bras, undies, sleepwear, but it's their Fit Finder quiz. So you'll basically take their, fit, their fitting room quiz that makes it super easy to find your bra size because it's very likely that you have not been wearing the right bra size as I wasn't up until two years ago until I literally took the fitting room quiz at Third Love. So it's like a personal shopper. They're going to ask you questions about size, breast shape, current fit issues, and then your style choices to help find a bra that's perfect for you. They also have a love your fit guaranteed. So if it's not... If you're not loving it, you can get an exchange or a return for free for 60 days and their team of expert fit stylists are available to answer all your questions. Feeling is believing and give your boobs the 24-7 comfort and support that you deserve. Upgrade your bra today and get 20% off your first order at thirdlove.com slash toast. That's 20% off at thirdlove.com slash toast. Third Love is really one of the best sponsors we have here at The Toast. Jackie and I are a couple of big-titted ladies and it's not so easy for us. No, not at it's all. Not. It's really not. Okay, our next story, a little salacious tabloid gossip that has me really shook. So the founder of Rolling Stone, Jan Wenner, has written a memoir, and he has some shocking celebrity factoids, but none more shocking than him confirming that confirming that Angelina Jolie was behind the famous Brad Pitt pictures. So in addition- What pictures? Here's the story. In addition to Rolling Stone, Wenner owned Us Weekly for a time. He writes how in 2005, a photographer that Us worked with received a tip that Angelina Jolie was staying at a resort on the coast of Africa with Brad Pitt, who was still married to Jennifer Aniston at the time. (gasps) The new couple who had worked together on the movie Mr. and Mrs. Smith had generated plenty of rumors that they were also an off-screen couple, but nothing had been confirmed. But the photographer was told not only where the pair were staying, but also given details about the time of their daily walk, along with a suggestion of where they could be secretly photographed. He said, we got the photo, we got the proof, we had the worldwide scoop, the debut of Brangelina. He said the tip... Wait, sorry... Was, I always forget, was Brad Pitt married to Jennifer Aniston? Yes. Wow, that's like so crazy. I always thought they were like boyfriend and girlfriend. He said the tipster was Angelina. That is crazy. Yeah. When they is the say, memoir out? When they, uh, yeah, I think so. There's a bunch of like juicy factoids in this article, but this is for our purposes, like the juiciest one. Yeah, the biggest one. When they say that celebrities all 
what we call the paparazzi and themselves. I'm like, yeah, you know, when they go to the gas station, when they're like feeling their look. But I'm like, no, and but I'm like, like these pictures that are taken like on a vacation that are like so anyone would kill for these pictures. Like they would definitely stalk down Brad and Angelina, get a picture of them together. Like those are not staged. No, and you always think like, yes, every celebrity calls a paparazzi on themselves, but not like Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie level. No, but not when like you're, when it, when you're that level and like you have something like this, like this, I feel like this is what paparazzi is for. They're getting the scoop, like they're going out into yeah. the, uh, and, and, and hiding in the bushes and like, it's like, no, she called them. No, but like, yes. See, the thing is, it's like, it's really tough to know which it is, which is how like celebrities are kind of given like a level of skepticism on whether or not they call to themselves because in Jeanette McCurdy's book she's in Hawaii on the beach with her man and she lied to her mom about where she was and the paparazzi took a picture of her and her mom literally wrote her an email like fucking disowning her calling her a whore for being 18 like and having a boyfriend oh my god she didn't even know that she had a boyfriend and so like and Jeanette like it ruined her whole trip she stayed inside in the room for the rest of the time like having anxiety her boyfriend had to lock her phone in the safe right and I so I do feel like there are so many times when no when it's the paparazzi are doing their job they're getting a scoop uh I would have thought that something like this is exactly that well, you know, it makes sense why Angelina had a lot to gain by that being out there because now everyone knows, Jen knows, and they can be together. Like, it's not like a secret anymore. Yeah. Damn. The more I learn about Angelina Jolie, the more miserable she sounds. Like, there's, you know, a lot of stuff coming out because of her divorce and the Brad thing. And I think Brad was definitely toxic too. Like, especially struggled with his drinking and could potentially have been, like, a little bit nuts. Um, but she sounds, like, miserable too. Yeah. There is a lot coming out. I haven't been able to keep track of all all of it. it. Something about a winery. Yeah. Well, they own this like fucking chateau winery and it's become like a huge asset in their divorce. They both want it. Yeah. And I'm sure if I like went down the rabbit hole, you know what? I'm not going to say that. Okay. Anyways, I just feel like that's a bit of hot goss for the day. No, that's like, that's fucking crazy. And this, what was there any other like good, bombshells from the book not bombshells but he has like a lot of funny anecdotes about his uh experiences with certain celebrities like tom cruise bet midler arnold schwarzenegger nothing like no tea just like he was this way and he was like saying how tom cruise like seems really guarded and like you can have a cool conversation with him and feel like you like are bonding and then you actually walk away being like i know nothing about this person well that is like a telltale sign of like a fucking serial killer like people who are so manipulative like con men only ask about you you know and like the second that they like the question turns like ask me a question Claudia how was funny girl last night oh it was great you you actually have you seen funny girl you remind me so much of fanny me like it's like that switching like it's fucking manipulative yeah oh I never heard that yeah okay well sounds like a great book I have a lot on my content plate so if any of you want to read it and let me know if there are more interesting factoids sound off in the comments LMK sound off in the comments S-O-I-T-C Sweetka oh happy national literacy day by the way is Ben doing okay you know he I woke up this morning and he was gone is that why Ben loves Leah Michelle did I already make this joke I don't know (laughs) Sounds like kind of familiar. Yeah, me too. No, Ben had to get out of Dodge. Like he's literally on a plane to Vegas right now. Some days are just, you need to take a personal day. Could be like the anniversary of something like 
national holiday. It's just not for you. No, he's on a work trip. He's going, actually, have you ever been to Lake Tahoe? No. No, I'm like so jealous, but it's like for work, but still like. But still, that's a pretty cool place to go. It's fucking hard to get to. Yeah, I feel like it's like the Hamptons of Of LA. LA. So true. Even though I feel like there's 500 places like that. Like Malibu is also the Hamptons of LA. Oh no, I feel like in the sense of it's hard to get to. I feel like Santa Barbara is the Hamptons of LA. But is is there not like a Santa Barbara municipal airport? Municipal. Uh, I mean, if you have a private jet, it's easy to get anywhere. That's true. But no, you drive. I think it's like a two. Oh no, Palm Springs is the Hamptons of LA. They have an airport. They have so many options. It's not even fair. It's so not fair. Darn, darn, darn. I mean, I guess we have like Newport. We have the Jersey Shore. Hamptons. Upstate. I feel like there's another like one by Nantucket. Nantucket. Yeah, we have a few. We have Nantucket. We'll always have Nantucket. Always. Are you ready for our next story? Is it fifth and final yet? No, not even. Ansel Elgort is sharing photos from his Italian vacation with Shailene Woodley. I know. I saw it on my Instagram. Loving Ansel Elgort and Shailene Woodley are enjoying their summer adventure together overseas. On Wednesday, Ansel shared a carousel of images on Instagram from his tour in Italy featuring his longtime friend and co-star from 2014's Fault in Our Stars. He said it's the time for the season of loving hearts. Okay, like seeing these two together obviously brought me back to that film. And it reminded me that like I saw that movie in theaters, I believe with Margot Ashray. Um... And the way that like people were audibly sobbing, like like it, the theater sounded like this. <laughs> that me and Margot could not stop fucking laughing. And I think people thought that we were crying too. And we just like let them. It was beyond like it was literally like teenage mental illness. The way people were like, oh, and so ah. like it was not OK. That's not OK. I've never seen the movie. Obviously, when you see a picture like this of two people, it sparked relationship rumors Rumors. but I I do think these two are just friends me too reconnecting I think like Shailene Woodley like is meant to be with Aaron Rodgers like it will happen like I'm not like I haven't gotten off the ship like I'm literally I'm gonna dive dysentery on the ship because I'm not getting off and there's no food or water not getting off also has Ansel broken up with his longtime lady love yes when did that happen like, they were on, off, on, off, and then, like, nobody cared anymore, and I guess they're off, you know? Like, that's how it happened. Got it. So, I think this is um, just two friends yeah. being friendly. And the whole Ansel thing is, like, so weird. Yeah. It's like we're, like, we're all just moving on, question mark? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Like, does the article mention it? Oh, that's a great question. They're smiling at a restaurant. This is People Magazine. Last slide. Oh, however, it seems at some point during the vacation, things got a little wild. In one of the snaps, he poses naked by a pool, just a towel to cover his private parts. No, they also did the iconic move from Dirty Dancing. Um, Not one, nary a mention. See, I just find that interesting because um, you literally cannot read like anything about Leah Michelle and Funny Girl without hearing about the fact that like her ex uh, co-worker said she was mean. Um, and it's like everywhere. And like Ansel Elgort was literally accused of rape, rape. Rape. And it's not even in the article. Like That's crazy. That's crazy. Like not to literally make everything about me, but like anytime I've ever been written up, it's like, and 300 years ago, Claudia said something like gross on Twitter. Like, but yeah, 
No, that's so what, weird. Like, I wonder what that is. It's either like a certain publicist relationship. Yeah. There's some back channel thing happening there where it's like we're gonna move forward with Ansel we're not gonna mention right. this stuff anymore and you're gonna right. get on board right no it's like it's like you either get approved or you don't uh, Ansel like, has either been approved just, right either like whatever your scandal was no matter how big or small either it sticks with you forever or never again is it mentioned yeah. and I'm feeling like we're moving in that way with we Ansel are. it's really fucking and weird and I also feel like all of us are inadvertently like peddling whatever it is that going, going along, along with, with whatever they say if, like if it's Leah Michelle I mean for you it's like Leah Michelle will always be like your queen and that supersedes her scandal but it could be anyone where it's like it always gets mentioned or it's a distant memory no it's so weird and it's so important to note like the different degrees of scandal right. like Leah Michelle was accused by a lot of her castmates a lot of them being black of like of, of of being microaggressive, and then a lot of her other castmates is just being a fucking wench. And uh, the other person here, Ansel Elgort, is literally accused of like a crime. Yeah. So I just find it interesting. That's that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, it is interesting, but I just think we can't control you know what the media is doing, but we can control what we're doing. So I think our participation. We just need to have that same energy and decide, you know, is that something, or do you always want to bring up someone's scandal or not? Does it depend on the level right. or not? It just feels like it's so weird not to. It's like, it's not like it's a little thing. Yeah. Like, all right, somebody with old tweets, like you're not going to find me bringing it up every time yeah. I'm talking about them because honestly, I don't fucking care. And I just, I'm not one of those losers who thinks it's indicative of who they are as a person. Like right. I am a normal human being who believes in growth. Right. Um, but like rape is a little different. I agree. And that's just a little bit about me. Yeah. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? So soon? So soon. Only if it's the fifth and final story that's brought to you by Allbirds. It is. I love my Allbirds. The days are long and they are hot. So that means there's more opportunities to get outside and make the most of after work happy hours, impromptu picnics. You know what summer needs? A shoe? That's up for anything. And that's why the Tree Breezer Flat from Allbirds is breathable, super supportive, and it can keep you comfortable from morning to night. So the Tree Breezer is a ready-for-anything flat that's made from breathable tree materials. Eucalyptus fiber is moisture-wicking, it is odor-reducing, and it is perfect for hot days or if you're just a girly who's prone to moisture in her shoe. Like some of us had to put like spray in our shoes growing up. Like some of us are just like we have these problems. Um, and the Tree Breezer is great because the ribbed collar is movement-friendly, so they're super, super comfortable, and it feels like the the shoe was literally designed for your foot. And they're so easy to clean. You can throw them in the washing machine, air dry it for the perfect refresh. The fact that like there are shoes that you can throw in the washing machine is so revolutionary. Mm -hmm. Like I'm mad I didn't invent it myself. Um, if you want lightweight, breathable and cushy all day shoes, the Tree Breezer is your secret to a comfortable shoe. Find your perfect pair at allbirds.com. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S.com. Find your perfect pair at allbirds.com today. Great. Thank you, Claudia. Thank you so much. I'm just like, I'm checking my phone to make sure there's no updates on um, Queen Elizabeth. And there's literally like people with their hoax tweets. Like they're so annoying. Yeah. But we're, it's quiet. All's quiet. All good. All good. All good. Okay. Our fifth and final story. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star Diana Jenkins donates $100,000 to Tom Girardi's alleged victims. Ooh, I saw. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star Diana Jenkins announced on Wednesday that she made a $100,000 donation to the alleged victims of Tom Girardi, her co-star Erica Jane's estranged husband, who was in legal hot water. 
The wealthy philanthropist claimed in a post on Instagram that she was not aware of the 2018 Lion Air 610 flight tragedy until it became a topic of conversation on Beverly Hills. She recently became a full-time cast member. She said, I feel so much sympathy for the widows and orphans left behind. I know firsthand the pain and suffering that accompanies the loss of a family member, having lost my brother in the closing days of the Bosnian War. I want to do what I can to support those people who suffered so much. See, I thought this was so interesting because I truly just cannot tell if she's doing this like to make Erica look bad or to support her as a friend. Cause they're like really good friends. They took a trip, her Rinna and Diana um, to Hawaii, like after filming, like they're good friends. So Erica commented on the post, like a bunch of hearts, but okay. then I think some of the other cast members feel like perhaps it makes them look bad because mm. they didn't do they that. They didn't. And if any of them like have supported, I don't know. It's, it's weird. The Erica part, but it's like, oh, I just I, found I, this out and I'm going to donate to the victims as opposed to like the other women who found this like out. Like have known for years and it never occurred to them to check the GoFundMe. But I've heard, is there a GoFundMe? No, I don't know. And it's not on these random women to Correct. fix Tom Girardi's. Right. But at the end of the day, like charity's charity and they all have like a ton of money, like $100,000 to Kyle Richards is not a lot. Yeah, it's it's an interesting move. And I'm not caught up on Beverly Hills. I do want to get caught up, especially since now they're apparently in Aspen, which is when things start to happen. And, and it's like a big fight between Kathy and Lisa Rinna. And apparently it's all about 818 Tequila. I'm so behind. I wanted to catch up yesterday. I have two episodes. We'll do, I'll do a full recap tomorrow. I will be catching up today. I'm really sorry. I said I would get back on track and I didn't. Okay. I'm so curious The 818. I don't even know if I could catch up at this point, but maybe I'll try. Uh, and so Diana, I feel like she's really the villain and yeah. she seems to be really like scary and mean. Um, yeah. But then she does something like this and it's like. No, see, like she's been so villainized. Like I have to assume she has ulterior motives. Of course. Which is so fucked up. Like maybe she just wants to help people. Right. Like she's more money than God. $100,000 to her is is seriously $20 to us. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I have to watch because I don't know. Yeah. You can't like you need to get a read on her. I need and to I'll get tell a read you, on she's, her. She's literally fucking evil. Like she's evil. So this is. I don't know. I don't know. At the end of the day, $100,000, no matter your motives, is going to go help people. So that's always great. But what does this mean for the overall story? The plot. The plot thickens. Is what it, it does. does thicken. Is what it's it very does. thick. Ooh. Just like me. Thick. Um, so those were the Fast Five, and they were quite good, truly. Like, yeah, no, you needed to know them. Robust. You definitely needed to know them. Tomorrow is our final episode of the week. It's going to be Friday, so we're going to be just girly girl chit-chatting on a Friday, so we're just going to have such great energy. We are. Are you doing anything tonight? No, I'm so tired. I have uh, meetings, 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 podcast, 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 yeah. all week. It's been like such a crazy busy week. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to catch up on Beverly Hills tonight. So I can do an amazing show for everyone tomorrow. And hopefully I'll be ca- uh, catching a new episode of Southern Charm tonight. Okay, hopefully good. my I'm, schedule allows it. I've given it. up on Southern Charm. Oh, like, I I'm love just it not, so much. Even a involved. bad episode. Like, I just love it. I don't know why. Yeah, I, I, I can't. And now with Paige down there, like, bringing her New York yes. energy. I feel like a lot of people are not feeling her on this season. Uh-oh. But I am, and I always That's will. That's all that matters. But what's, the thing about Southern Charm is, like, two people could be fighting, and it's like, well, I love both of these people, so. Right, it's like, but it it's doesn't, like you can't. But it doesn't hurt me. To, I don't know, it's just like, it's like Paige and Naomi were beefing, but I, I love them both, and they actually mm-hmm. reach resolution. Catherine and Naomi have so much beef. Catherine is out of control. But, like, there's something about her presence on the show. I'm always going to root for her. Yeah. Because that's, like, 
Because she's been through a lot on the show. Yes, yes. But at some point, like, we are all adults who have been through things, and you have to start acting right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow for Friday. So thank you so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Monday Morning Show, where we deliver the fast side stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, I, Radio, CastBox, all the places where we listen to podcasts. Find us, the Morning Toast, the Five Story, about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Have an amazing Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow for... Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday. Love ya. Bye. Bye.